one, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Well, Ryan, this one's a little bit different than the other ones we've done because this is, this is it. I mean, the tournament for the UMAC teams is over. I mean, we still got Sweet 16 action and all that great stuff for the teams that are moving on. But Northwestern and North Central both lost in the opening round. And UMAC hoops, what a journey it's been. I mean, where do we even start? I mean, do we want to give our condolences, our goodbyes, thanks for the memories, all of that? Do we want to break down the games? I mean... I don't know. You always put it on me and say, you lead, I'll follow. I'm going to do that to you tonight. And I'm going to say, you lead, Ryan, and I will follow. Yeah, I'm just going to start with, and you're going to roll your eyes and shake your head. But Is it's, it a cliche? It's, it it's cliche? emotional, Wyatt. It's emotional, and it's unfortunate. But as the saying goes, here's the cliche for you. All good things must come to an end. And this was a good thing, you know? Just when we maybe question, is college basketball the greatest can it live up to the hype? Hey, yeah, I we, never questioned that. Well, thank you. But, you know, we we never took it for granted. We enjoyed it a little more last year. But, man, this whole season with fans back, normal conference schedule, we get Scholastica out of the way, some new teams getting into the mix. If there was ever a question if college basketball can deliver and if it's the best of the best for everything that sports has to offer, all those questions were answered for me this year. So, it is emotional, but uh, looking back, it, it was it was a great ride. And, you know, if it doesn't hurt a little bit, then uh, that means that it wasn't really worth something, as I've told you before. So, yeah, we, we can get more into it. But hearing that intro for the last time, Wyatt, it's, uh, mm. it's kind of hitting me a little bit, you know. Hoop mm. season's over. Hurts props, a little bit. Props to you, by the way. You were the brains behind that intro, so I got to give you props for the work you put in. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it every time I was getting ready to tune in and re-listen to you know our work and it is it's tough to tough to know we came to an end but like you said all good things must come to an end as i mentioned congrats to the teams that are moving on i don't really care anymore though i'm not going to be watching the division nope. three tournament anymore all my <laughs> all my attention is now on the division one tournament and nothing against d2 either but it all goes to that everything now. against d2 wide we, we i don't care we, we don't yeah, have to be nice what? to d2 it doesn't matter fair, fair enough fair enough i have have Nah, yeah, just just disregard it. But uh, no, with that being said, I'll just be honest right up front, Ryan. I didn't get a chance to see a lot of the North Central matchup. I did watch the Northwestern game. It just happened to work out where I could tune into that one. So I did see that game, and I have a lot of thoughts on that, as you do as well, I'm sure. So we'll probably give a little bit more in-depth into that result and just our thoughts on maybe their season as a whole. But as far as North Central goes... You were able, you said, to watch a little bit of this one at the beginning. I mean, we both are looking at the box score, but, I mean, what, what kind of stands out to you from the early stages, I guess, of the game that you did get to see? 
Yeah, big moment. I mean, going into a pack gym, UWO Claire's a great squad, and uh, North Central looked a little bit nervous, as you'd expect, a little bit jumpy, rushing some shots, and they were in a big hole after the first quarter. And if you were going to tell me that, you know what, end of the game, they would be within 15, I'd say, you know what, that's a pretty good effort. And looking at the box score, I didn't see any of the second through fourth quarter, but they, they hunt in there. They made it respectable, and honestly for them, Wyatt, you and I were talking before we hopped on, I mean, did we expect much else? It, it is disappointing for them where we said they're going to have to have a great shooting performance. And this year, it just never really all came together from deep in one game. I mean, just 24% from downtown in this one, and they were going to need to shoot really well from three against a squad that was going to have the size advantage. They're going to have to go over the top like you have to so many times as an underdog in the D3 tournament. But doesn't take anything away from Coach Bruner and his club. This is a season that they're going to – Remember forever and, you know, building off of the great year last year where they couldn't get over the hump. They win the UMAC this year and come up short in this one. But nothing too unexpected, I guess, is how I would leave it with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you bring up the three. I mean, Aubrey Robinson and then uh, Naomi Hagstrom, they combined 0 for 8. So it's like, you know, sure, DiGiorgio had a good game. She knocked down two out of her three attempts. But like you said, it was never like all of them were able to really find it at the same time. And in a game like this... Bottom line is, at this time of the year, upsets do happen, but how often does an underdog get way down and find a way to come back? You can't afford to put yourself in a hole. That's what looks like happened here. And like you said, I mean, props to them for battling, getting back into this game, and, uh, well, I guess keeping it basically around that 14-point margin the rest of the way. But, uh, I mean, they, they did put in a good effort, and it was to be expected that they would maybe be a little jumpy from the start because... There's something to be said about having that first experience. And oh, yeah. so there's a difference between their performance and the one we saw from the Northwestern men's team this week. And a lot of that has to do with that experience. So not a huge shock to see this box score, see this result. Great season, like you said, doesn't take anything away from what they accomplished. They'll always have that UMAC tournament championship they can look back on. And uh, this season was truly special for the Rams. So congrats to them on a great season. Didn't end the way they wanted it to. But, uh, you know, this maybe will build towards something in the future as well for uh, Coach Bruner's squad. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to add there. I mean, you had a good transition into Northwestern where it's much different, Wyatt. There's guys on that squad who've been in big moments before. There's two guys on the squad in the starting five who had played in the NCAA tournament before. One of them only returning from a moment where he had a big role in an NCAA tournament game, and that was back in 2019. But there was more expected from Northwestern on the men's side with their history, how they were coming in, how we liked the matchup. And I'm going to hand it over to I, you, Wyatt. Well, okay. you, you like the matchup a lot. And yeah. I'm just going to tee up one thing. You said about six to seven minutes into this game, and if you watch you the start of it, folks, who are listening. if you want. Yeah, I'm going to. You you said. Word you, for word. You, you questioned is this the best draw for an opening round matchup that a UMAC squad has ever received in the Division Three tournament? Do you stick even, by that statement? Even with the loss, I stick by that. Northwestern did not play their A game. I just think that's that's the result here. Nothing against the it's the Sage Hens, right? Did yep. they did they win their second game? By the way, this shows you how much I was out of, they out gave, of tune. They gave Elmhurst a better fight than I thought they would, but no, Elmhurst is moving yeah. on to the Sweet Sixteen. L literally, as soon as the UMAC teams were out of it, I have I don't completely shut nope. off the Division Three world. Could not care less what happens there anymore. But uh, I stand by that. I Pomona Pitzer had one guy that really stood out, and it was Everly. 
And yep. he was able to knock down some shots early from outside and kind of lead the charge. Now, granted, who was the, the bigger guy that knocked down the three to give him the lead late? That was an impressive shot on his part. But other than that, I mean, there was never anybody else making big plays for them necessarily. I mean, this was a team that I, I really think Northwestern let this one slip away. This was a game they should have won. I stand by that from the very beginning. I thought it was a great matchup. I watched the first couple minutes of this game, Ryan, and I say to myself, Northwestern looks like the better team by far. And, and most and, people would say that. Pomona Pitzer kind of looked lost offensively. The Eagles' defense providing way more resistance. And the Sagehens came out in a man-to-man, Wyatt, and I just thought they were way over-helping, over-hedging. Eagles were getting double, driving into the lane, said, no problem, we're going to kick it, and we have wide-open three-point looks left and right. And we're all saying, watching it in the text thread we had, if the Eagles have open looks like this all day long, how can they lose? Yeah. I mean, how could they lose? Here's how I break this down for Northwestern. I break it down, how did each player play? There's one guy I would say had a good game, and that's Caleb Waldeck. I put him great in that game. category. Yep. Yeah, I, I would I would go close to as far as to say great. He missed a, he took a lot of shots to get, get his numbers, but he made a lot of shots as well. Senior on that level, he stepped up. He did more than enough. Outside of him, I look at everybody else, and I'm saying, okay, Henry played, he played, he's in the next category, the second tier, if you will. Foul trouble was his Achilles heel, Wyatt, from taking it to that next level. Henry was all right. Outside of that, I'm trying to remember. Owen, I would say also, Owen actually was all right for times. He knocked down a three, I remember, at one point and contributed and chipped in. So he's in that second tier as well after that. Alm, very underwhelming. It was forcing at times, which he kind of has to in his position. I mean, he's going to get shots up, and there's nothing wrong with that. He just wasn't making them after his first couple in the first half. But, like, Kyle, also kind of underwhelming. And, again, this was the first time he had played in a game like that, so it's a different deal. Again, that's where experience comes into play. But he was kind of underwhelming. And I'm sorry, I mean, the bench guys that came off the bench, that that was a little disappointing. I mean, again, guys who haven't been at that level yet, but the bench guys provided nothing for Northwestern in this game. Yeah, I, I want to go back to Kyle White, and I know you didn't see a lot of the second half, but it just it just sucked, honestly, to watch him struggle so much. And, you know, from talking to some people after the game, it was just a combination of so many things going on where it was his ankle and his hip. I was going to say, did he seem like he was 100%? No, honestly, dude, he's he's probably 45-50% with seven minutes left. I mean, he's gimping around between the whistles. He's gasping for air. He's leaning over. But here's the deal, Wyatt. Like you said, they were rolling with Hoy Lean actually a decent amount in the second half because Fonboulet was in some foul trouble. But you looked down the bench and you said, okay, we could take out Kyle, but at the same time, he's one of our leaders who got us here. He's our second leading scorer. We're kind of going to ride or die with him, even though he's not even close to 100%, because if we take him out, are we ever going to forgive ourselves if we go dry offensively and just think, could he have gotten us a bucket or two? But when he's going up for jump shots and trying to drive into the lane, I mean, he's got next to nothing in his legs, and he took a drive in with seven, eight minutes left. I don't remember exactly how much time, but... It was hip-to-hip contact down the right wing, and he just, oh my gosh, he looked like he was in a ton of pain underneath the rim, and then the next day he was in a boot, and I know his hip wasn't close to 100% as well, so even if we had advanced, it sounded like he was never going to play against Elmhurst. Were, were they going to, yeah, were they going to even do From what I heard from, point? yeah, he wasn't going to play the next day. Yeah. So I feel bad for him because it, it's so much different. Why We talked about in the UMAC tournament, you could see the huge difference, and in this game especially, and then Noah, like you said, he had to force in some ways, and I'll give Pomona some credit there. They did have some length, Wyatt. 
And you well, said and, he had to get up we his said, shots. We said that was going to be the one concern Northwestern had in this game was the yep. size of Pomona Pitzer. And actually, I didn't think that played a huge role no. necessarily as far as the rebounding goes. But like you said, even just affecting shots. Yeah, and... You know, they out-rebounded Northwestern by 10, and that's saying something with how great the Eagles were this season, but that that wasn't the difference. Noah had some more difficult looks, but like you said, he's going to get up his shots, and from what we saw him do Sunday, just five days earlier in that miraculous performance, I mean, if you would have told me before the game, Wyatt, yeah, Noah's going to attempt six three balls, and he's not going to make any of them, and he's not going to get to the line all game, and he's not even going to score 15. I'd say, like, what? Like, I, I want to see how does that come to fruition? And if folks didn't see the end of the game, I mean, we can go back as well, Wyatt. But you did you see the last sequence? I did, and here's where it comes. Here's the question. We say all this, bottom line, Northwestern still was in a position to win this Had the game ball. At the very yes. end. Had yep. the ball. Under 10 seconds. And yep. I don't like to question coaches. It's tough not to in the position we're in when we look back on games. And hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's very easy. In that situation... When we got the ball back, do you take a timeout? No. So here's the deal. He made a bucket before that to cut it to one. I don't know if you saw it. On an unbelievable nice, shot. N- nice where shot. he went reverse to left and he threw yep. it over his shoulder and in. We called a timeout. And at that point, Coach Gross is laying out the next sequence of events. And I've heard it from former Northwestern players and current Northwestern players wide. In that spot, Coach Gross will never call a timeout. Because he doesn't no, want I the know. defense to reset. I've- I've seen it for eight yes. years. He doesn't. He doesn't take timeouts in that situation. This one was a little different to me. Let, let's set the scene I for people it, who didn't see it for for what the situation was. You set the scene. Okay, so I, I guess I don't know what you want me to. do. No, no, you're that. good. I'm sorry. So real quickly, Noah makes that layup in the lane to cut it down to one. We call timeout. There's about ten second difference. Shot clock, game clock. Pomona takes it down basically as far as they can. Great defensive possession from Northwestern. They heave up a three. It had no chance. The Eagles Literally at the buzzer, too, though, basically. Because by yes, the time they Northwestern used all the got clock. the ball, there was only eight, seven seconds left, and Northwestern finally yeah. touched the ball. Well, eight, eight and a half seconds, though, I mean, that's plenty, in my opinion, because we knew with the timeout we called, we knew that situation. We get it to Noah immediately. And now going up the floor wide, I want to ask you before I go further, Waldeck was the hot hand all game. And I have a reason for the answer here, but in your opinion, who needs the ball in that moment? Were you surprised it wasn't Waldeck? Do you think it should no, have been Waldeck? Not, no? Nothing against Waldeck. Great. Yep. I mean, good buddies. That's Noah Alm, and I'm sure yep. he would say the same thing. I totally Waldeck, agree. Waldeck would say the exact same thing. That's Alm's game at that point. You get the ball to him. How many times has he come through in that situation? Even this just season. this year against Bethany. I mean, I totally agree. And It's his game. Noah could be 2 for 11, and it'd be his ball. Yeah, and especially no, in that moment, Wally is so good working off of ball screens and moving in the rhythm of the offense in the half court. When you have a guy that's got to go full length of the floor and walk into a jump shot or get to the 10, it's Noah for that reason as well. So, And and so here's the benefit of not taking the timeout is you don't let the defense set up. You can get the ball to Alm there and let him just go. Yep. And where they can't really, you know, set up a defense to try to double or even just like throw you off. The negative of not taking a timeout in this particular situation is as he was bringing the ball up the floor, it just seemed like they were going to be rushed. And in situations where he has had success, he's had that little bit of extra time to go into his move. And you look back, that shot goes in, it didn't count. 
He didn't get the shot off in time. Here's here's what's bizarre. Yes, and there's a still photo after the fact, and watching it with the naked eye, I didn't think he got it either. But the rest didn't call it off, and there's no replay. No. Three. Think if that's a Bethany well, okay. scenario, why so, where it goes back rim and in the Sagehens bench is losing their absolute mind because their gonna, season just ended on a shot that shouldn't have counted. I was gonna ask you, they can't they can't review it. You're saying even I'm almost positive unless there's some new at the D3 level. I, they, I don't think they can. They need to correct that then immediately. A game should never be decided at that level. So you you think we should implement monitor video replay in that spot in the Division Three tournament? Even just use the live stream that Elmer's had. For I would I would love just, it. I'd be all for it. I just yeah I don't know when no, something like not, that would come. Not not when it's like under two minutes and it's oh who who'd the ball go out of bounds on or something no, no, no. like that. Just yes. in a specific case like this. Yeah. And because yes, I thought for sure even like when it was live, like when I was able to look at it for the very first time. So not not live, but like when I was able to go back and watch it for the very first time, I could tell it was like, oh, he didn't get that off anyways. That's what it yep. looked like. Anyways, well, from the naked eye. Yes, and, and just to set it quick for people who didn't see it, he's racing down the floor. He blows by the first defender. Pomona's scrambling, and they, I don't know what it was, Wyatt. If there was two or three extra guys who came over and tried to get a contest at the 10, I'm thinking watching Owen, Owen excuse me, Noah's going all the way to the 10, and he's trying to lay that thing off the glass. Or, as a former Northwestern player told me, and we chatted for a while after the game, and you probably are going to know who I'm talking about. Well, by, uh, I think I, I do now this. just but, based on that. Well, but. he said, you know what, Ryan, in that spot, you jam it down their throat, and you create yep. so much contact where the officials got no choice no, but to call I, a foul, where you either I, dunk it on their head or you go to the line. Because I, as soon as he spun around, you're just leaving things up to chance where you may not get it off like he wasn't able to. Oh, I, I get that point of view, too. But when do fi- officials, more times than not, they're not going to call a foul in that situation unless it's absolutely terrible. Well, which e- even I if say, they don't, though, does he have a better chance on a finger roll or whatever you want to call it or with that spinorama? We've seen Noah so many he times. He loves I was the fadeaway. If he could have got the shot off in time, which I guess it would have counted, it sounds like, because the officials didn't blow it off, that was the better option, I think. By the time he got down to the lane and he had the guys around him like he did... I didn't think, and that's why he stopped, I think. I think he realized, he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep going here, so i got to put the brakes on quick and try to yeah. get into this move. Well, and I, I'd credit you, Wyatt, with what you said a couple moments ago, though. Let's say it's out of a timeout and it's in the half court where he can get that little bit of a shake shimmy thing he loves to do and set his move up. He's going downhill in a full sprint down the floor knowing the shot clock, game clock is winding down. It's a lot harder to spin off a dime in that spot than it is that we've seen so many times when he's just in the half-court flow of the offense. So That's why in this particular case, I would have took a timeout. I just didn't think there was quite enough time in that scenario to to set something up, I guess. And and again, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's 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 very easy, and that's, that's the way Coach Gross always does it. So I give him props to doing what he always does and trusting Noah in that situation as he should have. I just thought with the amount of time left, it would have been better to take the time out in that situation. But obviously, you could second guess everything, you know, for the next year if you wanted to. It's not going to do any good. I'd love to know because I'm sure he had a thought on it. What did the elder Morel think of that final sequence? Um, 
I don't remember if he said anything. The other older one, <laughs> who actually I don't think he does listen to the podcast. In fact, he's almost a hater on the pod. He says, well, who's listening to that? Why do you guys do that? <laughs> but uh, he he called me and we talked about it. And, and the first thing he said was it was very debatable if the shot would have counted in time anyways. Yeah. He said. But all because I didn't get to see it. So he called me after the fact. He gave me the rundown of what had happened and everything. And he said they let him play it out. I never asked him about the timeout in that situation, and I actually haven't talked to the uh, former player brother wow, about that one. Wow, he just didn't even care. Well, didn't even care. I'm sure he had some thoughts on it, but he wasn't <laughs> going to bother me with him at the time. Don't worry, he always lets me know after he listens, so I'm sure he'll be listening to okay. this at some point, and I'll get a text right after, and he'll give me his full thoughts on it. But well, and and I, I bring him up, and I you know, I t- and you know the guy I'm talking about from from 2017, Wyatt. Okay, this result ends. And unless is there anything else in the in the grand scheme of the game that you want to go on to in the in the no, course I, of the game? There's uh, again, we could break down a ton of things. I just I think there was a lot of guys that were underwhelming for Northwestern. It wasn't their A game, and you, they you still just, were in a position yeah, to win. Exactly. And so, and you can't have a combined twenty four from Kyle and Noah and expect to win. You can win, but a lot of other things are going to have to go really right to win in a spot like that with those two just combining for that many. Nope, and and at the end of the day, like we said, they had a chance to win. So that goes back to the whole point. I stand by my my commitment of saying that this was the best draw a UMAC team has ever had. Yeah. I don't think there's any question it was. So now my question for you, Wyatt, does this help, you know, specifically Northwestern, we could say, but also the UMAC as a whole moving forward? Because this this was a bone, as some, you know, had told me, thrown to the Eagles and really the UMAC as a whole for this opportunity wide to not have to play a host school in the, and we, you know, we've got into the whole thing before with, Oh, Oshkosh was better than St. John's in the past and all, all that minutia. You know, the point is you were totally right. As soon as the matchup was released, this was a great matchup. The Eagles didn't capitalize would have been huge for the UMAC to get another win. But for anyone who watched this game, I mean, you and I, we're not just trying to be homers folks. Again, I challenge you especially go back and watch the first 10 minutes and tell us like Northwestern wasn't the better team. Now I give Pomona a ton of credit. They changed to his own defense. They got some other guys with the basketball driving downhill for some timely buckets. They figured some things out. Okay. They're an experienced club as well, but the Eagles are are kicking themselves that they couldn't get this one at the same time. And I, I hope, you know, Noah isn't taking it too hard. Why? Because for him, I mean, he talked about it so much the last couple of years. Before I leave here, I want to go on a run, and I think we got a team good enough here at Northwestern where we should be in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And now he had a fantastic career. He's UMAC Player of the Year. Was, was he Region Player of the Year as well and then CCAA, I think? Yeah, I think he was. So he's got so many accolades, but why he's going to be thinking about this one for years. Of I had you know the ball in my hands with a chance to win an NCAA tournament game, and that's why I said I, it's it's not just one guy. It doesn't come down to that. But I think about him when he came back for the extra year. Why he came back for a moment like this, and to make some noise in the big dance, and so that that's what stinks. And well, and so like you said, I mean they wouldn't be there without him though too. Yep. And like you said, it's not it's not a one guy type of thing. And so like as said, much it as it can suck. look like that, it's not. As, yes. as I always say, it's the dark side of March. You can't. And now that works that you're saying it because it is March. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) I said it in February the last time we recorded. But there's only one winner in all these matchups. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it's the dreams and everything. There's always that side of it as well. So it's tough. It sucks. But 
that's that's not on him by any means for what he gave this program for his time being. And like you said, it, I'm sure he's going to beat himself up for a while, as are a lot of players on that team, knowing they let one get away. So I don't want to harp on it anymore. I yeah. think I'm good there. So, so back to the question, though, real quick. Does this help? if you want to say Northwestern specifically, or more so the UMAC as a whole moving forward, does this help the conference with this kind of a draw? I know the Eagles didn't win, but is this a sign of upward progression for more respect for the UMAC moving forward? And you're shaking your head. Is it just because we lost? Well, it was, but then, yeah, they didn't deliver on it necessarily. So, I mean, Northwestern as a whole has kind of built that reputation, though, so I don't think it affects them necessarily as much. But as a conference, it's not a great look. Yep. I mean, just knowing especially what happened, too, with North Central in their first-round game. And so this year wasn't great. Now, this conference still has the capability of doing great things in the NCAA tournament and going on runs. This does not help the conference by any means, though. Well, and, you know, again, this conference – or excuse me, this podcast is about the conference as a whole. But for men's hoops, as we said it a million times before and including this year, over the better portion of the last two decades, it's been owned by Northwestern. I say all that to say Wyatt. Isn't it kind of crazy that we've gotten to this point where it honestly feels like such a letdown for Northwestern when they absolutely dominated the UMAC, won yet another UMAC title in convincing fashion where it was no doubt, and then had the basketball, and if it bounces the other way in the final five seconds, they win a tourney game, and it feels like a letdown? Like, I know they've been building, building, building something, because I talked to some people after the game, and they're like, you know what? This kind of halts the progress for Northwestern. And some people say, wow, that's way too harsh. That doesn't make any sense. But from outsiders and people who've graduated from the program, I mean, if they win this game, I don't know what happens against Elmhurst, obviously, Wyatt. But, I mean, they've gotten to a point where it's kind of an expectation, especially when you get a matchup like this, where it hurts that much more because of what we've seen in the past. And so now when you look to future NCAA tournament games, that's always what you're being compared to. And I guess my roundabout question for you is, is that fair? Is that how it should be, where we look at the last two, three, four NCAA tournament matchups like you and I were doing before this matchup against Pomona? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I, I If you want to have respect and be considered uh, a better than a lower class team or conference, if you will, you got to deliver in these moments, and that's what you're judged on, sadly, by the end of the year is those kinds of games in the NCAA tournament. I mean, yep. There's only one team that lifts that trophy every year, but for most, when you get to the tournament, and if you are to lose early, people are going to say, well... Was it legit uh, your whole season? Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a lot of questions that get asked. I mean, even like if, if you were to equivalent this to the Division One level, because I know some of the top teams at that level compared to D3, well, in one, most of the Division Three top teams end up actually <laughs> winning the first couple of games. But like look at Illinois season last year when they lost to Loyola Chicago in the second round. Think about all the questions that got asked there. And it's like, yeah. was it just a bad draw? Were they legit? Was their style when, of play when, I mean, too to much? compare to Northwestern, yeah, they won the Big Ten title and were on top of the world literally exactly a week prior and the then their season's done. over yeah exactly and, and the the guy broadcasting the game at elmhurst even said northwestern's been known for pulling off these first round upsets that's that's what they're known they're expecting to win this they game, said it that. in the selection show when the eagles yeah. get selected they say that kind of a thing watch out first round coach gross's so, club so they've built that reputation i don't think it's unfair to judge him off of these kinds of games at this point because that's the level of where they're at that's a good thing for them though now that they're there because before they wouldn't have even been at that point i agree that's a great way to put it why it's a great responsibility to have and a burden to carry if you will moving forward is to raise the standard of this program so 
I don't really have any other thoughts. I mean, Noah, Caleb, great careers. It was fun to see Wally step up in that moment and his family going nuts from out of town. I mean, leading them in scoring and in rebounds as a point guard, he was the consistent guy in that matchup. Like you said, he was really the only guy you could say who did more than enough and overperformed, if you will, in that spot. But they're going to miss, you know, Wally and all, but obviously the cupboard isn't bare. They got some talent coming back and point guard for the future. That's my biggest question for Northwestern. Who fills those shoes? It's a, uh, it's a big off season for the South Dakota kid. And I know you don't know a lot about Kelton Vincent, so we won't go there, but big off season for him. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not even, we're, we're, we're not going there yet. We're not, we're not talking off season yet. Right. Yes. So I know closing thoughts. Just now we're going to UMAC as a whole, or we're just going this game, or what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, I don't have much to say <laughs> on anything at this point, so I'm just kind of turning it back over yeah. to you. No, I've I mean... Pe- people are sick of me talking at this point. Well, no, it's Wyatt. It's a pod. We have to talk, you know, and you got to, you know, make me shut up from time to time, so you do have to talk from time to time, all right? It's kind of your job, so it's what you get paid the big bucks for, I hear. So. Yeah, you know, once once we get enough uh, downloads, we can start getting some advertisements and stuff. And next thing you know, yeah, uh, no, I yeah, I mean, on, on the UMAC as a whole, I mean, we still got two teams playing in the NCCAA. I know people don't care about that, but hey, go make a run, Northwestern, go make a run, Crown. They play this weekend in the D two bid, and I know you're rolling your eyes at me. That's all I'm saying on that. All right, go make a run, make the UMAC proud. All right, at any national level, represent the UMAC. There we go. I mean, on the season as a whole. Uh, twists and turns, great season. Like I said before, it was an interesting flavor with having Scholastica out of the picture. Fans back for the biggest moments was huge. I mean, is there a moment that sticks out to you, Wyatt? A player, a coach, a scene, a game, a performance? Well, I mean, I, if you're going to go that route, I mean, it was the one game I actually got to be at in person. I mean, the crowd was incredible in the UMAC championship for the men's side. And just being able to uh, take that all in, get on the broadcast with you is probably the memory that sticks out. As far as the women's side goes, I would say just kind of the parody with it and mm-hmm. just how it ended. I mean, we talked so much about Bethany and Northwestern, and then neither of them were even in the championship. So I just think it shows how balanced the conference was. And when we talked to a lot of players and coaches this year, it's a lot of what they said was how balanced the UMAC is becoming. I mean, even the commissioner of the conference said that. So it's like... It's more than just one or two teams, and I think the women's yeah. side kind of proved that this year. So that's exciting. That's what stands out to me on that side. It's been a fun ride. I mean, what a journey. I mean, again, you go back a long time ago, back before the season even started, and we were talking about doing this podcast. What a journey it's been, but a privilege. Absolutely. You know, we made it, and we can look back and say there was a lot of great moments, and you know, we, we can look forward to next year, but that's a long ways away. I know you told me that in the last pod, Wyatt. Uh, November feels like eons and eons and eons away. So, you know, it, it'll it'll get here eventually, but for now it's uh, it's a bummer, but a, a great season. And, you know, we, we were kept healthy. It could have been worse. I kept crossing my fingers and saying, you know what, one of us could get knocked down for a few weeks. But, I mean, crazy end of the season where we were recording a ton and it feels like we haven't talked in three weeks we talked about before we hopped on it's only been just over a week but it feels like almost a month since we've talked but yeah we're just putting a bow on the whole season thanks to all those who listened and supported i mean college basketball it's undefeated if if Mm. there was ever a question like i said before there's no getting around it to me like being in a gym being able to cover it after what I see in person and then look at the conference as a whole, it gave me a new appreciation for UMAC basketball. So again, thanks to all those who supported it and all those who joined us for interviews. Heck of a ride. So I got to ask, are you kind of sad? (laughs) 
Yeah, I am. I am a little bummed out. I mean, after the last game on Saturday, Wyatt, I mean, just driving home, I mean, I just sat there in silence for most of the time and just kind of reflected and was just like, wow, this is this is a bummer. I'm not going to be back in a gym till next fall watching uh, watching UMAC now, hoops, So Now just put put the players into perspective. Think about what they feel. Yeah, that, it's worse. I'm not comparing the, it. I'm not comparing it. That is the dark side of March right there. That's yeah, just but, what I'm saying. Though. But just you to, said some stuff about the offseason before, Why Now they're eager to get better. Oh, absolutely. Well, I would hope so. I mean, there's two ways that it could go, Ryan. They could be just completely discouraged, and then that's it. Or you can do that. You can do that for how long, Wyatt? How long can you sulk? A week? Two weeks? A month? When do you got to get back to the grind? How long can you sulk? Uh, I mean, the greats, like the greats of the greats. I feel like it's like just in that moment, and then they're they're already back on the trail. But. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I guess that that that's one we could ask, you like, know, one of the coaches or players if we had talked to him. How long does it take to get over something like that? Because I mean, let's be honest. Some some coaches, you hear at like even the bigger levels, they think about games for a very long time and decisions and stuff. So I mean, it hangs with them for a long time. So I think there's a difference between sulking and then keeping the memory with you to help fuel you. Absolutely, I agree with that. I mean, like to to transition here, Wyatt. I mean. Owen Borma, the last guest that we had on the pod. I mean, how long do you think he sits there and sulks about this one? I mean, I know he doesn't have much time. He's a pretty upbeat guy, but really, he didn't. Why didn't he have a lot of time? Uh, He's already playing baseball, right? Baseball? No, you should know this. Oh yeah, what's baseball? I mean, here we sit with all this snow on the the ground. Yeah, I mean, is is it going to melt? There's snow behind me. I'm looking at. So I mean, eventually it's going to melt. But they're down in Florida. A lot of teams in the UMAC are down in Florida right now, or somewhere else playing baseball, and the other ones are going to be starting soon. I don't know. What do you think? What if I told you instead of waiting all the way whoa, until whoa. November? Is this a thirty for thirty intro? What if I no, told you? No, no. I I know I set it up like that. You're you. I'll leave you to set it up and do no, the no, thirty no, no. for thirty intros. But uh, please, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I I I get why you did now. But uh, in all seriousness, instead of waiting around for basketball, I mean, yeah, we got we got time on our hands to spare. Why don't we turn this into a little baseball? What, what do you think? I mean. Are you serious? I, I know I you like to joke. Are you serious? I, I am a jokester from time to time. But uh, baseball is something I know a decent amount about. i got a f- pretty familiarity with uh, quite a few of the teams in the conference. So uh, if you're up for it, I'm up for it. I say we keep this thing rolling. What an idea. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't see that all by myself. It was yeah. all me. I was the one that did it. Wow. No. Um, hey, I, I, I'm a I'm a baseball guy too. Not as much as you. If we do move in this direction, oh, you you're like gonna baseball, take the lead. Though. Oh, I do, I do. It doesn't touch college basketball. No offense, baseball people, but I, you I appreciate it. You are knowledgeable, well. though. You you get it. I mean, it's not like do you're I? coming into this without. No. I, don't, I don't know. I guess sometimes <laughs> I got a question, but no. You you know what you're doing, and obviously you have seen all these teams play as well. I mean, you broadcasted our games last year, so I I don't know. I think it's an idea. I, I say we go for it. Go for it. All right, here's the official announcement, folks. Here's here's the official announcement. Yeah, this is a live production meeting. How much of a break are we going to take? Well, like you said, Wyatt, they're already off and running. I mean, it's not conference play yet, but there are resume building games taking place across the Division Three baseball landscape with spring break competition in the Sunshine State. I mean, are we already? Behind it? No, I'm just kidding. We had to go through the end of the basketball season, obviously, but there's big games taking place this week. I know you and I have been following it from afar. These are resume-building games. 
lots of big ones. Now, I don't know what that means for the UMAC necessarily, because we've had this discussion in the past as far as if they could even get an at-large, but, uh, well, but that's, if, that's a topic we can dive into when we When actually, you win the UMAC, your whole resume is examined for seeding. For seeding. Yes. yes. Well, and we saw that play out with us last year, and again, we can talk more about this when we actually start to do this, but I think this is the official announcement. We're doing it. Wow. This is, this is a big moment. This is a huge moment. We're switching this is gears. A turning point for the pod. Yeah. We're turning in our stocking caps for the shades as we throw them on right now and get oh, ready for nice. some sunshine. Nice. I yes. like it. You yes. know, that is funny. Why, why do baseball players buy sunglasses just to put them on the top of their hats? I mean, $100 sunglasses. I've it's never cool understood look. that. It's a cool look. You never, never did that? You're saying you I would was, never do that. Back when I was like 12, maybe, and I <laughs> thought it was cool, but like, no, I didn't need any of that. But you had $100 actually. shades last year on the diamond at Reynolds Field? Not a chance. You didn't rock the Oakleys? That's what eye black is for. Oh, yeah, yeah, along with the facial hair, folks, oof. If you want to see some photos of one Wyatt Morrell, um, we'll have to dig some of those up and hook yeah, you we'll up. Tweet, we'll, t- we'll tweet them out or something. Maybe. <laughs> During there the season, go. yes, let's do yep. it. Let's do it. If you want to see some photos of Wyatt last year, I mean, you know the inbox, uaotheumac at gmail.com. But no, I, okay. I think this is a great idea. And, you know, we could have a live production meeting now or we could just not bore people and we could determine. I think we can end it there, Ryan. But yep. As far as when we're going to start, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, I think people should look for something. I mean, we got to give ourselves a little bit of a breather here, I yep. think. I don't know. I mean, what Let's just say the near future. That's a little open-ended, but I like it. Well, let's keep it vague. Us, doesn't make us commit to anything. Let's just tell people we have some eyes and ears helping us out with what's going on in Florida with at least a couple teams in the UMAC. And I'll when just it, leave it there. And and when it does happen, you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. We will deliver on it. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah. there you again, go. Again, it, it won't touch this basketball season. For those listening, I won't forget about hoops. Hoops is on another level. But but this is a nice little uh, consolation prize and something to move me forward, something to look forward to. Ryan will go on now, so it's it's good. <laughs> good news for everybody. We're going to make it. So, no, yep, I'm in. Let's do it. Baseball. Sports. Yeah. Hey, because you know what, folks? We could have all-time great listenership, if that's even a word for this, Wyatt, because unless the MLB gets their act together, I mean, there's hey, going to be a lot less baseball I mean, to watch seriously. and follow. So People why not D3? Tuning into us. Hashtag exactly. why not D3? Now more than ever. D3 athletes are people too, Ryan. Okay. Specifically D3 baseball players in the upper Midwest. Everybody asks, we can play what, baseball up every, north. Okay. Everybody asks, what's D3? And people never ask, how are D3 people doing? You know? Sad, yeah. But. Hashtag Bell Let's Talk or whatever that is. We yeah, won't get into that whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, this long winded whole thing has come to the point that we are doing this. We're excited. Baseball. And we encourage the basketball listeners. I mean, if you like UMAX Sports, you might as well tune into this as well. I mean, yeah. Well, and here's we know, the, we know our stuff yeah. with this as well. I mean, we're just as knowledgeable on this as we are basketball. Yeah, and here's here's the plug again. I mean, I already said the email. I'll say it again. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. And the Twitter handle, I think, Wyatt, we'll have to discuss, but I think it's going to stay the same. All right. There's a few <laughs> things we do have to change, but the Twitter should be fine. Yep. Theoretically. At, at UAO, the UMAC, or just search unlike any other the UMAC on Twitter, it's going to stay the same. We're going to rock the same ways. We're going to post the podcast in the same spot. Like you said, we'll do some tweaking and adjusting here and there. But baseball folks, come out of the weeds. We know you've been hibernating. We know it's been cold. Warmer days are ahead. We're ditching the stocking caps. We're grabbing the shades. Hope you can join us for the ride.
You know, the eye black. The eye black. All right. Not shades. I'll I'll wear the black. shades on the pods from here on out, and you'll put eye black on <laughs> as you're sitting in your lazy boy. So the shades sound all right now, actually, when I put it that way. But <laughs> no, and we'll we'll send something out on our social media as well to let people know. So because. Probably not a lot of baseball piece people listening to this, anyways. But uh, we'll there get the word out. There is some crossover, Wyatt. There we is. know of some people where there's going to be a crossover. I know some sources that have helped us out that will stay unnamed during the basketball season. That Never I'm next to positive are going to help us out in the baseball season as well. So there's some people who are going to be coming out of the weeds or staying out of the weeds, if you will, to help us out. There you go. That's it. That's all I got, Ryan. That's all I have as well. Farewell to the basketball season. It's It's been a lot of fun. If you have any uh, suggestions for improvement for that in the future or any uh, closing final words, send them our way, and uh, we'll be sure to get back to you. But, again, appreciate all of the support. Sometime in the near future, we will be hopping in to baseball. Wyatt and I are going to look at the whiteboard again. We're going to come up with new, innovative, creative ways to do these pods. We're going to connect with coaches and players, and I'm going to follow Wyatt's lead. He's got the massively large Rolodex for UMAC baseball, and he's going to open that thing up and go up and down and get us the info we need. To be honest, it's going to be kind of weird talking with some of these coaches and players that I've been uh, competing against for after, the past four after years. After we but... know you were a fiery guy, you were barking at them sitting in the dugout last April, so it's, oh, it yeah. is going to be awkward. Yeah, nobody nobody liked me. I was Why it was guy, a big so... talker on the diamond. Yeah, right. There you go. So... Like I said, that's all I got. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, folks, uh, let's enjoy this month. Let's enjoy the madness. UMAC Hoops is over, but brighter things ahead. Looking forward to some UMAC baseball conversation in the near future. Appreciate all the support during hoop season. That'll wrap it up for this one. Stay tuned. Bigger and better things ahead on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.